Hey, everybody. Welcome to the James Arnold Taylor podcast. I see our intern, Billy, looks ready to go. But, you know, Billy, you, you look a little perplexed. I mean, a little more perplexed than you usually look perplexed. What's up? No, no, no. Well, I, I, I am very perplexed in, indeed, sir, Mr. James, sir. Just James. Sir James a lot. Whatever. Why are you perplexed, Billy? Uh, yes, no, see, I have to make a decision, and I can't decide exactly what I should do. Really? So do you feel as though you're lost in your choices right now then, Billy? Oh, yeah, well, you're exactly right. Because you think that unless you have a fully realized decision, you can't actually move forward? Exactly right, Mr. James. Yes. Wouldn't it be great, Billy? This is, this, boy, this show has started off very exciting already, hasn't it? Oh, it's very exciting. Yes, indeed, sir. Yes, please, go ahead. Okay, thank you. Wouldn't it be great if you could have some type of guide, some type of, you know, guidebook to help you make these important life decisions? Yes. I've got to tell you something, Billy. This entire episode of the James Arnold Taylor podcast is dedicated to that. Well, that's really remarkable just because of me. No, not because of you. Actually, it had nothing to do with you. Oh, I mean, oh. This was pre-planned, Billy. Oh, because of your guest. That is exactly it. So now, let's move forward. Let's risk forward. Now, see, that is a huge clue as to what's going on today on the show. Because we have a very special guest, Billy. It's Victoria LaBalm, who is a dear friend of mine, and she has written a fantastic book. I would say it's my favorite book of not just 2021. 2020... Because, you know, I mean, it didn't come out in 2020, but nothing, nothing came out in 2020 that we're talking about. This, this book could help redeem 2020 and 2021 for many people who are searching. Um, and that's, I'm not putting too much pressure on the book either in saying that because it's a great book. I'm excited, Billy. Are you excited? Oh, I'm very excited. But now you won't be talking to yourself. You'll be talking to uh, Victoria LeBaum as well. That's right. So it should be called James Arnold Taylor Talking to Victoria. But, you know, it's just one episode, so I don't think we'll change the title just for that. But anyways, so we should bring in Mr. Announcer Guy and Hank, Hank the Engineer. Hank! Hey, Hank! Uh, Yeah, what? Hank, so I'm sure that you have times where you cannot make a decision. No. What do you mean, no? No, I always make a decision. I'm perfect at it. Really? So would you say that you're one of those people in life that knows exactly what they want to achieve? Yeah, that's me. Okay. Well, then this book isn't for you. What do you mean? I mean, our guest has written a book that is for the rest of us. Those of us in life that don't know exactly what they want to achieve all the time. So this book is for everybody but Hank. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I'm pretty great. All right. Anyways, Billy, before we bring in Mr. Announcer Guy, we didn't even get to what it is you were trying to decide. Well, I was trying to decide if I should use a number two pencil or a number seven to write down your guest's name. That's, that's it? Well, yes, no, that's a very big, you know, because a number two pencil has a different lead than a number seven, and it's very different, and a number seven, you might, is harder to erase. Okay, Billy, I get it, I get it. I think this is going to help you make that decision. Wait, let's bring in Mr. Announcer Guy and get on with the show, huh? We've gone on far too long. Hey, Mr. Announcer Guy! Oh, yes, James. How are you? I'm doing great, man. I can't wait for Victoria LeBaum to come on the show. It's exciting, isn't it? Yeah, man. Have you read the book? Yeah, man. It's, it's fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, man. Is that all you say? Yeah, man. No, it's not. Come on, do that little introduction thing that you do so well. 
You got it, man. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, it's the James Arnold Taylor Podcast. Talking to myself, the Jetcast. But on today's show, he's not just talking to himself, he's talking to performer, producer, speaker, and author extraordinaire of the new book, Risk Forward, Victoria LaBombe. Now, here he is, the same guy that's doing all the voices you're hearing, including this one, James Arnold Taylor! Thank you so much, Mr. Announcer Guy. You got it, man. I'm going to go now. And there he goes. And there's the music to start the show. Welcome. Victoria LaBaume is going to be our guest. She has a new book, Risk Forward. It is fantastic. She's a dear friend. And she has a little Star Wars connection as well. Ooh, you're intrigued. Hello there. Now, Victoria is a truly awesome person in so many facets. She's a, a performer. She is a keynote speaker. She is a, she's done TED Talks. She's done, uh, she is a uh, Hall of Fame speaker. She helps huge companies from Microsoft to Starbucks executives, people, you know, high-end executives to regular folks like you and me find their voice, find what they're trying to say, make what they're trying to say even better, more compelling, more exciting, and more filled with their own inner self rather than putting herself in. She helps them find that. And that's what's remarkable about Victoria LaBaume and why I truly, now when I say this, because she doesn't make a bunch of money from this book, you know? So when I say you've got to get yourself a copy of this book, it is not because I'm trying to help my friend out sell books. It's because I'm trying to help you in your life. Because honestly, this book is one of these books, when I read it, I thought, this is a book I'm going to keep with me for the long run because I can revisit it and I can mark pages and I can come back to those, I can mark chapters and come back to those. Depending on whatever I'm going through in life or whatever I'm trying to achieve at different points in my life, I can use this as a handbook, as a guide, and really just dive deeper into things. So the book is Risk Forward, Embrace the Unknown and Unlock Your Hidden Genius. Let's waste no more time, let's get right to it. My time with my special guest, Victoria LeBong, here on the James Arnold Taylor Podcast. Victoria, thank you so much for being on the show. You know, it's called talking to myself, but I always have more fun when I actually get to talk to somebody besides me. And <laughs> talking to you is such a breath of fresh air because I always enjoy what you bring to the table, whether it be entertainment or producing, writing, and now this book, it's really amazing. And I was I was kind of not kissing up, but before we started, telling you how much I love this book. Aww. So it's Risk Forward, Embrace the Unknown, and Unlock Your Hidden Genius. I love that. The hidden genius. We don't tap into that as much as we would like to, don't you think? I, I agree. And, and first off, thank you for having me. And I truly believe inside of each person is hidden genius. And we get in our own way. And this book is really about getting out of our way to to allow ourselves to express and put it out in the world. The thing about books, usually, when I have a guest on, I go, I don't want to give anything away. And obviously, yeah. I'm not going to. But the truth about this book, I could give away this entire book, but you cannot not get a copy because you will miss everything <laughs> if I just told you about it. You need to experience this from the art in it, which uh, you did the art in this, right? Is that correct? I did. I did all the artwork. Uh, which I love. It is unlike anything I've ever read because it's so easy to read. You should read it every day <laughs> yeah. for like 
the rest of your life. It's it's a companion to your life. Mm. Is that an okay thing to say? That is a perfect thing to say. I love that you said that. Yes, exactly. It's totally that. The reason why is because like so many great books, you can pick it up and find something new each time. The other thing I love that you do with this book is you say, there's no order. Is that correct? I mean, like, you don't have to pick it up and start at page one. Yeah, well, I, exactly. And uh, for many readers, myself included, I I feel overwhelmed sometimes when there are a lot of pages I have to read. It feels like homework. Yeah. And so I wanted to create a book that was fun to read, that was easy to read, that you would feel great about whether you read two pages or read the whole thing. And by the way, as you mentioned, the whole book can be read in about 90 minutes. Yeah. But it's designed to be a book that you can return to, as you mentioned, again and again. And each time you return, you'll discover something new because it's constructed so that these uh principles and these ideas prompt you to think in new ways when you're struggling with the decision or you're trying to figure out your next step on a creative project or in your life. And so I see it as a book people keep for for decades. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's a, an amazing gift. I, I sound like, you know, like I'm doing a big pitch for it. But honestly, <laughs> what a what a beautiful gift you could give somebody with this because so many people are searching right now. I mean, right. at this time or any time, but people are searching for who they are, what they are, what what are they trying to achieve? And so many people are saying, go and get your dreams and pursue your goals. But how do you do that? And what are goals? And what are dreams? You break right. it down into a new way that I had never thought of oh. about goals and such. And, and I, you know, again, without giving it away, can you just kind of talk a little bit about that, the the way that works. It's a goal is not necessarily this thing that, okay, I set a goal today and by Tuesday of next week, I will achieve it. Right. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Happy to talk about that. I, you know, I, I struggled for a lot of years and, mm-hmm. and still do at times in my life, which is why I wrote the book, mm-hmm. because there's this propensity out there for people to talk about the importance of goals and dreams. And on the surface, it sounds great, but what I think it often does is there times in our life when we're not clear on our goals and our dreams. And it actually makes us feel worse. Right. Because we're thinking, oh my God, I I don't have a dream or I don't have a goal. And and then you think, oh, am I a loser? You know, am am I not motivated? But that's not true. You know, there are times in our lives when we know exactly where we're going and we're clear. But there are a lot of times when we're in between. And this book addresses the in-between times. Like when things are still coming into view or you're figuring out your next step. And that could be because you're coming out of school. It could be because you're wrestling with a creative project. It could be because something's changed in your life. You've lost a spouse or your health or your Mm -hmm. career or your home has changed. Any of that, all these times. And sometimes we just need a little more courage to step into something that we're curious about, but we don't know if we have what it takes. And this book is in support of all of that. And I didn't want people to feel worse. You know, I think there's a lot of suffering out there <laughs> yeah. because of those pressures. You know, and the weird part, and you know this, is that those pressures are positioned to sound helpful, like, go for it. Yeah. You know? And so you think, oh, I should feel better, but I feel worse. So this this book provides these tools to release you from that and find your own way. Yeah, I think that the opening sums it up really well. Some people in life know exactly what they want to achieve. This is a book for the rest of us, is what you wrote. And I think that really does sum it up. But also, it goes back to what you had just said about homework and stuff. I'm somebody that I never wanted to do homework. I was always pretty bad about it. But I liked to be tricked. And this book book kind of tricks me into... 
learning yeah. and growing and achieving things in new ways. So it's right. not like an assignment. Because yes. how many books do you get where you get all pumped up about it and then you read it and you go, I actually can't do this. I, I, I honestly can't do it. Totally. And that's what I love about the way that you lay pages out, the way that you lay chapters out is mm. there's such an ease to it. I don't want to say it's easy, but there is an ease to it. Yeah. The way I like to, especially with books like this, I like to take it after I've read through, then I'll go for a week. I may just meditate on one chapter mm. and just kind of, I'm just going to pick that chapter and just see what I can kind of get out of myself in that. And this is a perfect book for that. Whether you're talking about vision or, you know, just just holding the course, it's it's all there in each one. And you could really, you could take like a year and break it down, or you could take a week and break it down, or a month, and that, and then you could start over again. And that's really, yes. I think, the benefit of this book. Absolutely. That was all baked into the design. And in fact, you know, as I wrote the book, the book helped me. Really? You know, because there were times when I was in what I call the fog of not knowing. And yeah. I went, oh, yeah, yeah. And then I went through principles in the book, these principles work. I've applied them to hundreds of thousands of people around the globe. Right. And they help. And they help in a very unexpected way. Because as you said, James, I didn't want to have the kind of book where at the end of every chapter is like homework. Yeah. You know those books where you feel like, you, know, you feel guilty if you turn the page because you're like, well, I didn't do the homework assignment. Yeah. You know, because they're like, before you go to the next chapter. Yeah. And I thought, no, I don't want that. No. Right? I don't want anyone feeling worse. No, in fact, you don't really like say, okay, now on this, write this down. But afterwards, I felt inspired to make notes. Yeah, it's so good. It, again, it tricked me into doing mm. it. So I thought that's the beautiful part about it. Yeah. And you have some wonderful stories in here mm. because you have worked with everybody from CEOs to celebrities to just regular folks that are looking to find their path. Right. And this book speaks to everybody, but it also doesn't talk down to anybody. Yeah, It shows that we're all human. And I think that at the end of the day, that's what we all have to always kind of remember is that we're all human and, and we, ha we achieve things sometimes and other times what we achieve isn't what we thought. But here's the other beautiful part about this too is you talk about the whole thing of not knowing sometimes that direction you're going into is going to lead you yeah. to the path that changes your life. Yeah, and that's exactly it, because so often, back to this concept of goals and clarity, I mean, we all can think of our lives, no matter what age we are. We mm -hmm. all have examples in our life where we did something that we had no idea where it was going to lead. You know, mm -hmm. we did it because we were interested or curious, or we took a little step just on intuition, and it led to something far beyond what we could have possibly imagined. Yeah. And this book makes the case for trusting those, what I call those wisps, those glimmers that come through our head, because we often dismiss them. And then the people around us might say, oh, you know, where are you going to go with that? Or why are you doing that? Or yeah. how are you going to make money at that? And those things can really shut us down. Yeah. And, you know, some of the best things in my life, you know, my, my career, uh, all the different parts of my career, from producing films to working with top executives to, mm -hmm. you know, being in creative performing arts ventures, to my marriage. You know, they all yeah. happened in the most unexpected of ways. And don't you find that most people, that is their story? You know, I, I, I'm fascinated by uh, successful people and their stories. And most of the time, it's, it's not what they expected. And it wasn't this whole, I, I, you talk about that too. I, I'm just going to make a plan and then I'm going to go after it and I'm going to achieve it. That's not yeah. how it works for really successful people. Right. It's usually, oh, 
look at this. You know, I mean, <laughs> exactly. I, I, I think of Mark Hamill, Mark Hamill, who is, you know, our, our friend, right. Luke Skywalker, this famous character. And then it's like, what do you do from there? And he realized he loved voiceover and he started getting into voiceover. And so people forget that Mark then for decades was a very successful voice actor. And he stumbled into that. He goes like, I didn't realize how much I loved not being on camera. Mm. But that that really gave him so much joy for all these years. And that's the kind of thing I think that so many people forget that we can stumble into the, the joyful parts of our lives. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's a story in the book. I won't give away too much, but right. um, you know this. I produced a documentary yeah. movie about the Muppets. It's excellent. Everybody should see it. Thank you, thank you. And one of the w- wonderful moments in the in the film that I love so much is when Jerry Nelson, who played Count von Count and <laughs> Mr. Snuffleupagus, yes. he shares that you know his life took a different turn. He thought he was going to be an actor, and then he ended up as a puppeteer. And he said, "I'm not who I thought I was back then." And you know, a lot of us have those stories, whether it's Mark Hamill or yours, you know, mine. Yeah. I, I didn't I thought I was gonna be like an astrophysicist. I loved the stars, <laughs> I loved math, and then I ended up in the performing arts, yeah. you know, and I ended up working in the business market, and then I ended up doing a film. I mean, who would have thought, you know, if we restrict ourselves, and this is the hidden genius part of mm-hmm. the subtitle, yeah. because if we can embrace the unknown, if we have the courage yeah. to go forward, even when we're not sure where it's gonna lead. But we're following something that I refer to in the book as your inner current. Something is pulling us forward. Sometimes it's intuition. Sometimes we have a a logical reason for it. Mm -hmm. But if we can follow that, um, it will take us to extraordinary places. Yeah. And and to not um, conform. Right. You talk about that, yeah. that, you know, those pressures I love that. and you, you yeah. have these wonderful lists in here as well. Again, it's it's so laid out so well to where yeah. if somebody is going through something, they, they have a bad day. They feel peer pressure from their friends or something. They can go and they can cut to a chapter and see that these comparisons, you talk about comparisons uh, mm-hmm. in it as well. And we all do that. You know, keeping up with the Joneses. Oh, I want to be like this person, especially people in performing arts. We're people pleasers. Yet we yeah. also, we conform. I can conform very easily. And then I find that really where my, my inner strength is, is not conforming, but being me, going off on those limbs. Right. Uh, you know, it's like I say in voiceover, you can't worry about making funny faces when you're on a microphone alone. On-camera actors get in and they're, they're like, they don't want to make those faces. They, they feel funny about it. And voice actors are just complete nerds with it. Mm-hmm. And you're like that as a performer. I've seen you throw yourself around on stage. You just do whatever. Yeah. You're not afraid to do that, but that's because you're not worried about conforming to what somebody else thinks. Is that right, accurate? Right, right. Yeah. There's a wonderful quote in the book, um, which is from a great guy named Rollo May. Yeah. And he said, the opposite of courage is not cowardice. The opposite of courage is conformity. Yeah. And you know, and you see this around, like people, whatever industry they're in or whatever creative project they're in, or, you know, people start dressing the same. They start formatting their websites the same. They start doing their blogs the same or their business cards the same or their films the same. Instead of saying, you know, how do I want to do it? What's unique to me? And this book is unique to me, Victoria. I thought, what what would be fun for me? What would be fun for the reader? Yeah. And so, as you mentioned, I mean, every page is different. 
Each chapter is unique unto itself yeah. and includes these designs that I've trademarked. It's just, it's my style of book. So my question to to anyone else is not, you know, how do you repeat Victoria's or James's style, but how do you do it in your way? Yeah. And that's the hidden genius part. Uh-huh. Like, how do you bring together your unique gifts and talents to, to create something in the world that no one's seen before? And we all have that potential. I always say to my audiences, you're more than you're allowing yourselves to be. It's just that we hide parts of who we are. And to parents that I speak to, it's like, try not to mush your kid's light. <laughs> mm-hmm. Try to get out of the way and encourage yeah. them because who are we to say what someone might become? Right. And I see this all the time with parents because they want to protect their kids. Yeah. They think, oh, I don't want them to hurt or fall down in any creative way or embarrass right. themselves. But like, it's we don't know where something's going to lead. And like, I mean, one of the in, in my life, I went to study with a great French mime, Marcel Marceau. I, know, now, I want to talk luckily, about that. Yeah, that's so yeah, awesome. Yeah, I mean, luckily people, my mother, my, happens to be, my family was in support of it. Mm-hmm. But had they not been, you know, they were like, great. But a few friends said, well, why are you doing that? Are you going to be a mime? Yeah. And I didn't want to be a mime, but I thought to myself, if this particular genius yeah. is alive while I'm alive. Like if we have crossed paths on this earth, like I wish I'd been alive when Charlie Chaplin was alive, right. but I missed that window, right? He right. died before I was born. But I thought, oh my God, here's another genius, Marcel Marceau. I don't want to be a mime, but I am a physical performer yeah. and I am sure I have a lot to learn from him. Yeah, And that's why I went. But there were definitely voices out there saying, why are you doing that? Uh-huh. Where's that going to lead? Yeah, And luckily I didn't listen to those, no. but- um, you know, he's the basis for some core elements in the book. Yeah. And he's the basis for some core elements. When I was teaching insurance agents, I would use mind principles. That's so to awesome. talk about focus and clarity. So go figure. Yeah. No, I mean look, I growing up I was I was a huge fan of of Marcel Marceau, Shields and Yarnell. I loved you know, I loved all aspects of performance. And he is one of those geniuses that I think more people now, like young people, people listening to the show need to look him up and they need to see the brilliance of that. But the fact that you got to work with him to me is just exciting. I just, I mm. just think that that's really fantastic. And then it's, is it risk avant? Is that how you would say it? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. So, so Marcel Marceau was French and he would always say, risk avant, risk avant. <laughs> and it was, you know, and I, I loosely translated that and then trademarked it under risk Forward. That's yeah. not really the literal translation. I think it would translate as something like risk in advance, oh, but yeah. uh, risk avant, A-V-A-N-T. But mm-hmm. I think of it as sort of a philosophy for life, how we can go forward, yep. even if we're a little off balance Absolutely. and have our heart open. Absolutely. And, and that takes courage. It does. And that, so how do we, how do we start with that courage? If somebody goes, you know, I don't even know how to get to courage. Is there like a a starting ground for them like to get themselves believing that they actually have the courage to go forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd start by saying this to anyone who's feeling that. First off, if you have these ideas that are flying across your brain, like that could be cool or boy, I'd kind of be curious about that. Pay attention to those. Mm. That's the first thing is those are coming into your mind for a reason and they're not coming into everyone's. Right. They're coming into yours. Right. And uh, first off, to, to recognize that those are gifts. Yeah, And those are gifts, not because you're meant to keep them, but because you're meant to give them to the world. Like it's a gift to give. So Uh those ideas are coming to you like little, you know, glimmers of light. Yeah, So that's the first thing is recognize that. The second thing is to explore it in the way that's most comfortable to you. You can do it privately on your computer, you know, sort of start researching something. Mm -hmm. You can, uh, you know, try it out in the smallest way. Uh, I call it micro risks. 
<laughs> so in that case, you might just try something out with a friend or do a small uh, version of it. You know, there's always this pressure to go, go big or go home. Right. And part of what I make the argument for in the book is no, because that's too scary for a lot of people. So just take a small step. And what I encourage people to do is to be very, very careful mm. about who you share that idea with. Like if you're thinking of trying something out, the first person you tell that to yeah. could really dent your spirit. Right. So you want to pick someone who it might not be your family member or your even your best friend. It could be someone that somehow never judges you. Mm-hmm. And you want someone who's going to say, yeah, give it a shot. That's so great. And we have a risk forward community on that note, which is all about people saying, yeah, go for it. Like, and I'm not telling people to do something stupid, right? You know, like spend every dollar that they have or, you know, move to an igloo in, <laughs> in the middle of the freezing cold without proper clothing. You right. know, it's, it's, not, it's not those extremes. It's just these smaller creative risks and how we can take them and, and then see where they lead. Yeah, that is, you talk about the group that you had formed that gave performers a safe haven to try yeah. new material and such. Yeah. How amazing is that? I um, I was lucky enough to be around uh, some very well-known performers, one of them being Chris Wink, one of the founders of the Blue Man Group. Right. One of them being Mike Birbiglia, the great comedian. Mm-hmm. One of them being Alan Zweibel, one of the original writers for Saturday Night Live. Yep. One of them being Derek Del Gaudio, who just did a film called In and of Itself. Which is brilliant. brilliant. Yeah, know, it's conceptual artist. Everybody needs to see it on Hulu. And what I started to notice among some of them is that they, they had ideas for new material, but there was no place to try it out. Ah. And so what I want everyone hearing this to recognize is that even at the top levels, mm-hmm. you know, it's scary because you think well, they can't go on a stage because they're well-known. Yep. I mean, they could try it in a small place, but I said, what if we were to create like a creative lab yeah. where we could try out ideas for each other, you know, at this level and people could give feedback and everyone said yes, because yeah. they didn't have that environment. Like they had to share it with their spouse or their friend, like, and they couldn't do it in a club. So we would get together once every six to eight weeks and people would just share ideas. Like, I'm thinking of this, what do you guys say? And, and, and the, everyone was at a level where we knew not to crush each other's ideas, but right. still to give encouraging feedback, like not, not just that great, great, go for it, but <laughs> certainly um, supportive encouragement let's put it that way yeah i think it's brilliant and so important i i do talk a lot about that on and the show about having you know like accountability partners people that you can say anything to that are just they keep you um they keep you real but they also they as you said they don't crush your spirit and yeah. and then you do likewise for them i think it's so important for all of us you know throughout our lives but on the creative process man is that lacking i think Totally. Right now. And so, yeah. And the moment you share an idea, like let's say you have this novel or you want to do a little film or a performance piece or, mm-hmm. you know, try in this new career, the moment you utter it, it's just in our nature as humans to want to see what the other person's reaction is. And if they have anything less than something supportive and they're like, mm, and they wrinkle up their face, yeah. Like we shrivel. Yeah. We shrivel. We're like, oh, maybe it isn't a good idea because we're already so vulnerable. Yeah. And there's a chapter in the book called Seeds. Mm-hmm. And one of the comments I make is that, you know, when we have an early idea, it's it's often a little ugly. It's like a, she- a seed just starting to germinate. You know, it's coming out of the ground and it's a little bit weird and misshaped. Yeah. And that's when people judge it. They're like, that's weird. Yeah. But we don't know what it's going to become. You know, it's like looking at a, a little baby, you know, it's, it's just not yet fully formed. Right. And it's, and, and, but it's at that point too, where some amazing things can happen and you can come up with things that 
can change your life too or change other people's lives. Yeah. And I think so many people nowadays kind of go, no. I mean, there's a a lot of people that even listen to this show, I'll get letters from people saying, I get a lot of negative feedback from family or friends and such. And so this book is such an encouragement to that because it's kind of your companion. It's, it's, the one that says you can do it and you can yeah. find resources around you and gives you ideas without kind of pushing you in any one direction. That's exactly right. Yeah, it's never forceful. Uh-huh. It's never prescriptive because I believe that in each of us we have those answers. And I know I was the youngest of four kids growing up. Yeah. And my siblings were always telling me their opinions and what they thought I should do. And it became hard to hear my own voice. Yeah. And I got to a point in my life where I couldn't make a move without asking other people to oh. first weigh in on it. Like oh. I was terrified Yeah, to, to make a decision without making sure I had everyone else's approval. And that's a really tough mantle to have, you know, over one's head. Absolutely. But little by little, I've started to hear that own voice. And, and that's sort of what the book is for, to, to have people listen to themselves finally, as my husband Frank said. You know, he said, this book gives people the permission to listen to themselves. Yeah, it absolutely. That, that's a great, that's a great line. And and speaking of your husband, there's a wonderful uh, chapter in here too that talks about the V. And I, I love it too because you're Victoria and it's a V and it's all I about, you know. <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this, by the way, some people are tempted to get the audio book, which mm-hmm. is a great book. But this book is so visual and so fun that I highly encourage you to look at it because the section with the V, as you've seen, James Arnold Taylor, is, you know, it's, 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 fun to flip through and see see how it unfolds. And it's all about how we stay within our vision. Yeah. That's all I'll say. <laughs> well, here's what I will say, because uh, this is what I do with every book that I get that I love. I get both the audio and the actual book because I love making notes. So I like yeah. listening. That way I can listen in the car, because mm. certainly when people are at work or something, they could have that audio version and, and yeah. be able to listen and kind of yeah, yeah. have it as... and and your voice there kind of, you know, telling them, okay, go for it. Mm. But then being able to have that hard copy where you can make notes or, or if you have a Kindle version too, and you, you know, you bookmark and stuff because it's, it's crucial. So that's, look, I'm always going to, it's not always just about selling books, but to me, it is about making sure people are fully equipped. So I always recommend both, but you know, that's oh, me. Okay. So that's, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, yeah, I yeah. love it. Uh, so whatever works for people, honestly, yeah. like whatever people want to do, I'm so happy to get this message out. Honestly, I feel like in the world, people are holding back, and this book is intended to unleash people and like spread a lot of creative genius out there. So for anybody that's kind of going, well, this is a fun interview, or I really enjoy hearing this, but is this book really for me? Or I don't yeah. have dreams like that. Yeah. What would you say to somebody like that? Well, that's a great question. I, I feel that there's a small percentage of the world who can set goals and achieve them instantly. You know, there are people that are very focused, they're very logical, they're very one track. Yeah. That happens to be a smaller percentage than the people who feel like they have ideas, but they don't know how to move forward. Even if they buy like a course, they don't always complete it. Um, it's for anyone who's in transition or trying to figure out their next step in work or in life. And as I said, that could be a student. It could be an entrepreneur, it could be a scientist, it could be a mom, a dad, it could be anyone who's trying to figure out how to move forward, who feels there's more inside of them that they want to put out there, but they're not yet sure what it is or how to do it, that they sense there's something more. And 
they're curious, but they're a little scared and they want to explore it, but they're not sure they have the courage. This is all about that. And it's about, as I said earlier, and my husband said, it's about listening to yourself and trusting that. And uh, it's a movement. Like people are coming on board. They're like, this is it. This is a whole new way. Oh, of being. I, I absolutely uh, believe that that is true. And the the beautiful thing about it, too, within the book, again, such a unique way that you lay this book out. It's it's unlike any other where it, it, the chapters, they, they work for you. And by the end, you feel as though you've worked through something. But you also have online resources as well that people can then access. And you have notes about that within the book as well, right? Right. Yeah. We didn't want to jam the book with so much. Like, I didn't want it to be... an a burden, you know. Yeah. The first thing we do when we get a book is we flip cr- through the pages. And they're like, "How much homework is this?" Yeah. And I thought I want it to be a book that immediately is visually fun and that feels swift. And so we put a bunch of extra resources in an online portal for anyone who buys the book. So you can go and you can get exercises and support material and videos, but it's not jammed into the book. So it's there if you want it, but that's, you don't have to get it. That's awesome. That is awesome. And that kind of goes along really with what you've you've been doing for years uh, with, so like Rock the Room. Can we talk a little bit about some of these other things that you yeah, do? Yeah, absolutely. So can you tell us about Rock the Room? Yeah. So Rock the Room is a program that I teach. I do it. I have an online course. I do it privately. I do workshops. And it's all about how do you take an idea and express it, whether it's on film, on stage, in a meeting, on camera, in a webinar. It's about how do we turn a boring presentation into an experience for our audience or our viewer. Yeah. And so I work with all types of people, people that are on Oprah's stage or doing a TED Talk or a PBS special or, you know, an executive or a boardroom person or an artist who needs to give a speech or present something or do a webinar or any of that. Yeah. It's really about how do we take our ideas and put them out in the world with the unexpected twist that makes them their own and distinguishes our work from everyone else's. And so it's a five-part program. Mm-hmm. and people go through it, and it's a game changer. It has enough structure that people know what they're doing, but it has enough freedom that everyone does it in their own way. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and, and again, that, that goes back to the, the book as well, is that yeah. that freedom to do that. And, totally. you know, you talked about TED Talks. You did a TED Talk that I thought was fantastic, and can you tell everybody the name of the TED Talk as well? Share that with us. Yeah, yeah. Well, not surprisingly, it was titled Risk Forward, which is the title of this book. <laughs> yes. And uh, it was actually subtitled The Rewards of Not Knowing. And, you know, people thought I was a little cuckoo when I did it. It was back in 2016 because yeah. I was talking about the value of not knowing and how we yeah. go through phases of uncertainty. And this is, of course, before the pandemic. So people were like, why is she talking about that? Yeah. But it's the same theme. And so, like a TED Talk, it was under 18 minutes. Yeah. Um, and it's really about, Uh, how we can find our way forward. I tell a few stories from my childhood, from uh, my college years, from a big opportunity that came along, I won't tell you what happened, to sort of my uh, romantic life and sort of the choices I made. And it's, um, you know, it's meant, again, like the book, to free people from the burdens that we place on ourselves that we are supposed to know and have a plan. And when I did it in the lobby, People came up to me. One guy was 30. He said, I just moved here from another state. And everyone's uh-huh. asking me why. A young woman came up to me. She said, everyone's pressuring me to get married. And I'm yeah. not. And I'm so glad that, because I told the story about not getting married. Yeah. So later in life, uh, and a, a woman whose husband had just died said, you know, this is so perfect for me because I'm at this phase and everyone's telling me, you know, what's next? What's next? And right. I don't know. 
So it's really, it's that whole world of the between when we're taking that risk forward and we don't know what's next. Yeah, it's awesome. And I think it's a great way for folks, like if they're listening to this show right now, they instantly afterwards could go find that TED Talk, check that out. Yeah, and then absolutely. as they're ordering their books, see again, I'm, I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to sell as many books as I can for oh, you. <laughs> no. But so as sweet. they're ordering it, yes, get it Yeah, and, and you it. know, by the way, when people buy this book, the illusion is that like the author gets rich. Like I get a teeny, I get a few yes. pennies. So it's really for me a mission. It's not about a money thing. Exactly right. Yeah. And we have, depending on when people are listening to this, we have some free bonuses when people pre-order the book. If you're listening to this before March 16th, 2021, uh-huh. if you if you go online and, and James, you'll put the link. We yeah. have special offers for people who want to get more free things. Ah, cool. People like my audience likes free things. So that's yeah. good. So very cool. Yeah, definitely. We, and we will definitely have the links to it as well, because I just think that all of it, any and all that you could take in from Risk Forward is going to benefit you in what ever part of your life that you're at, whatever crossroads, or even if you're just kind of like, I'm doing pretty good. I don't know. I think I'm doing all right. This book can either confirm things in it, or they can make you think mm. about how you could do even better. Yeah. Uh, is that Does that seem accurate? I, I f- Absolutely. Because I felt that for myself. Absolutely. Because right now I felt like, I'm doing all right. You know, I'm pretty happy. And then I was like making notes like crazy. Like I had never oh. thought of it like that. So oh. I, I really love it. And I know that it's a book that I will keep, not just on a shelf, but probably on my nightstand, you know, hmm. on a regular basis. So I can Thank then you. read through and, and just challenge myself. I think so many of us don't challenge ourselves enough in a way that is um, kind to ourselves. Yeah. And you talk about that, being kind to ourselves, you know. Yes. That's pretty important, isn't it? Yeah, it's huge because we're so tough on ourselves. All of us are. All of us are. It's just, it reminds us, you know, we're all doing the best we can. Right. And the people around you, you know, this book is meant to be a gift for others. A number of people are buying it to give to someone. So even if you yourself are feeling pretty good in your life, if you know people that are struggling, this is, you know, and I'm, I say this from my heart of hearts, this is, this is a gift to them. Yeah. You know, for someone who's a struggling soul right now, Mm -hmm. it'll be a balm to. Yeah. It's one of those things where, I think you have to be able to kind of, as the author, you look at it and kind of go, wow, where did this come from, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like when you've just been so blessed with being able to spell it out for people in a way. And I know that sometimes whenever I have a moment like that, I kind of go, wow, I don't even know where this came from. You know, it's just like, but so you become a fan of it yourself. And I think that you you have a right to be a fan of this book as well, Victoria, because it really does uh, do that for people. That's very kind of you to say. And I felt like this book was a little um, beyond me in the sense that I uh, I felt, as strange as it sounds, I felt called to do it. You know, there's a yeah. lot of other books I could have written that, quote, would have been better for my official business. But yeah. I, I, I felt like this is, was an important thing to say. And, you know, people questioned me. It was hard for me at one point because people were like, why are you doing that? Same thing as I said earlier. I said, I just feel it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad you responded that way. And it's my gift to you, man. And if I was hit by a bus tomorrow, this is what I'd like to leave behind. <laughs> so Victoria, if somebody is not in the United States, how would they get the book, you know, at the same time everybody here is and such? Is there a different ordering process or is there something they should do uh, that would make it easy for them to order it? Yeah, great question. Well, we have set up a page to make it super easy for international audiences because sometimes it's tough wherever you are. Yeah. So if you go 
not if, but when you go <laughs> That's right. to riskforward.com forward slash book. So the title of the book, riskforward.com forward slash book. We have a link there specifically for international audiences and U.S. audiences. So everything is there. Great. Plus you get the bonuses. So make sure to get your book through that link okay? because it will make it super easy and we'll take care of you. Beautiful. So that's riskforward.com forward slash book. Yeah. Everybody, please, please do that. Well, I would be remiss if I did not talk about your wonderful husband. Is that all right if we talk about him for a brief moment? Yes. Because he's one of uh, my other favorite people in the in the world. And I, I was so blessed a few years back to get to meet the two of you at uh, Disney World and Star Wars Weekends, this big event that everybody misses. Uh, so Many, many Star Wars fans listen to this show and they're huge fans of that event. And the last Star Wars Weekends, the last week, we had Frank Oz and Victoria LeBaum come. And I was so blessed to meet you both. You both were just a breath of fresh air to the whole thing. And I got to tell you, everybody was so nervous because it's like, <laughs> it's Frank Oz. What do we, I mean, you know, and is right. he going to be nice? Is he going to be like, you know, a big, you know, star and all this? And, and Frank instantly came in and just calmed everybody. Right. And everybody was just so happy. It was the most fantastic week. And he's been one of my heroes my whole life. I mean, he really has. Uh, creatively, he's just, he's a genius. He really is. And uh, the two of you together are quite a force. Uh, oh. And I'm just, uh, I'm thrilled that anytime I get to see you, I, I think the last time we saw you was at the the Star Wars premiere, the, the last right, film. Right, yeah, Last Jedi. And uh, I just love watching the two of you light up a room. So, Oh, well, listen, we felt the same way when we came down to Florida for the Disney World and we met you for the first time and Allison, your beautiful wife. Oh, yeah, you know, it was just, it was such a joy and you were such a good interviewer. <laughs> you know, you were so present and so prepared and oh, warm. And, you know, I've seen a lot of people interview Frank and you were right at the top. And it was just oh, terrific. And and uh, that was a really, really fun experience. I and, appreciate um, it. And he does get a nice little, uh, little bit in the book there as well uh, with the story about the V we talked about, but yeah. you both have had quite a lot going on yeah. in a year that has been really crazy. And I think so many people have been like, how am I even just going to get by? It's like, you guys have just been pushing forward. You've been risking forward with your we whole- We have, we have. But, you know, let me just disabuse anyone of the notion that it's glamorous because, yeah. you know, what it looks like, it's like Saturday night and we're on our computers. Yeah. You know, people have like, this is, this is what it is. And I just want to say that because there's this, you know, you can see us on the red carpet and it yep. looks all fancy. And those are great <laughs> moments, but- to create anything, whether it's the movie in and of itself or this book that I made, Risk Forward, you know, it's a lot of it's a lot of late nights on your computer. And I just want to say that because that's the part no one shows. And it's like me with my glasses and my hair in a scrunchie, yeah. you know, and it's eating a bowl of cereal for dinner. That's <laughs> that's it. You know, it's it and that's the reality. And that's great. Like we love that. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's our night every night, but right. for anyone who's slogging it out, yeah, that's okay. Like, you're right on track. It's okay. And don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Like, hey, it's Saturday night. You shouldn't be working. Maybe that's what you want to be doing. Yeah. Because that's what it takes to create beautiful work. It yep. takes nights like that. And don't punish yourself if that's what your life looks like. Because you're going to come out with something absolutely gorgeous. So trust that. Oh, that is... 
That is a beautiful sentiment, and it's a great way to end our time here. I thank you so much. Is there anything else we want to plug? Um, websites or upcoming things, anything at all that you would like to uh, plug outside of the book? Oh, gosh. Gosh. Well, I want to plug your you, the audience. <laughs> I want to just tell everyone in the audience to trust yourself that at the edge of not knowing is the beginning of the extraordinary so go for it. Take that project that you've hidden in your computer file or in your closet. It was there for a reason. Pull it back out, dust it off, put it forward. And we have a whole community of people that are risking forward. When you buy the book, um, you come into our community. So you can get that. And I'll give the website here just as an audio version in case someone's not looking at the site. And it's riskforward.com forward slash book. Mm-hmm. Riskforward.com forward slash book and come join us. We'd love to have you. Victoria, thank you so much. Your connection to the force is strong, not just because of Frank, but because of Risk Forward. And everybody should go to riskforward.com forward slash book and check it out. So Victoria, may the force be with you. And also with you. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. Take care. All right. Lots of love to everyone. All right. God bless you. Bye-bye. Okay. Okay, everybody. Risk Forward is the book It's also a movement. It's also a website, riskforward.com. And when you want the book, as we've been saying, riskforward.com forward slash book. Check it out. Truly, you know, look, I have a few people on here. This show is called Talking to Myself. It's always me talking to me. It's me talking about life, talking about stuff. But when things are relevant to what I'm talking about in life and what I hope for for all of you, I cannot pass up those invitations, those opportunities to bring in amazing people like Victoria LeBalm and her book, Risk Forward. So please, please support the arts, support this book, support yourself and your future endeavors by checking it out and becoming a part of that community as well. Thank you so much for joining me here on this special, special edition of the James Arnold Taylor podcast, talking to myself, my time with Victoria LeBalm. That's all the time we have now. So Mr. Announcer Guy. Yeah, man. Are y'all pumped now? Totally, dude. Pumped to do the big end of the show? It's what I live for, man. All right. Do that legal mumbo jumbo. Talking to myself, the James Arnold Taylor podcast is a production of Yumigo Inc. Recorded at Chat Studios. Engineered, written, recorded, and produced by, you guessed it, James Arnold Taylor. All voices are parody and should be construed as entertainment only. All music and sound effects used with permissions and licenses through Backtracks, Digital Juice, Production Tracks, and Partners in Rhyme. James Arnold Taylor's Talking to Myself, the podcast. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved. Well done. Thanks, dude. Okay, everybody. Take care, and until the next time, may the force be with you. And as Obi-Wan Kenobi would say, goodbye there. Well, actually, he'd say hello there, but you, hello there doesn't work at the end of the show so hello there goodbye there you say goodbye i say okay look i'm i'm leaving see ya goodbye